Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hello and welcome to Money Girl, a podcast that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert based in Austin, Texas. In today's show, I have a great interview for you with David Carlson. He's the founder of the blog Young Adult Money, and he's got a new book out called Hustle Away Debt, Eliminate Your Debt by Making More Money. David is a millennial who was drowning in more than $100,000 of student loan debt with his wife until he found creative solutions to earn more instead of just cutting back his expenses. His book shows how different types of side hustles can help you develop new sources of income that allow you to pay off your debt faster. In this interview, we discuss a lot of different points about side hustles. We talk about how they can really enhance your full-time job, and they can help you explore new career skills and get into fields that you might not have otherwise worked in. Some of the topics we cover include five main types of side hustles that you should consider to help you earn more how to choose the right kind of money-making endeavor, the most profitable side hustles, and when to know how to get out of an unprofitable one, how to begin making extra income even if you don't have much time to spare because you're working a full-time job, and the synergies that side hustles offer that can improve your entire financial life. No matter if you're anxious to tackle a big debt like David was, or you just need to build an emergency fund or finally get serious about saving more for retirement, having a side hustle can be a fun adventure that's also a financial lifeline. So if you're interested in earning more while keeping your nine to five job, I think you'll take away some great ideas and tips from my conversation with David. Now, here's my interview with David. David, thanks so much for joining me on Money Girl. Thanks for having me. You've written a new book called Hustle Away Debt, Eliminate Your Debt by Making More Money. This is one of my favorite topics, so I'm really glad to be talking with you about it today. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting topic, and I think it really can provide a great way for people to increase their income and get in a better spot financially. Why did you want to write this book? Well, my interest in side hustles really peaked when I graduated from college. My wife and I, as I say in the book, we graduated with about $100,000 of student loan debt. And even with a decent entry-level job in finance, it really was tough to get ahead financially and, you know, get over that hump of living paycheck to paycheck and saving, investing and stuff like that. So 
side hustles were a way for me to supplement my full-time income and with that, get ahead a little bit financially. Great. If someone who's listening is not familiar with the concept of side hustles, let's just start out by defining what you mean by that term. Sure. Basically, side hustles are any way that you make money in addition to your nine to five income. It's a pretty broad term, so it can really include things as wide ranging as working a second job, which some people do, to running a blog or even something as kind of creative as entering giveaways to make extra money. There's definitely an endless world of side hustles. There's really no limit to what you can do if you're creative. So let's talk a little bit about some of the different types of side hustles that you cover in your book. I like how you break it down into five different types. Give us some examples of sort of the major categories that that you see in the world of side hustles. Yeah, so the first category would be quick cash side hustles. And basically, that's any way to make money quickly. Some side hustles, it takes a long time to really make money. And some you will never make money. It's just kind of a risk that you take. So quick cash side hustles are things like, like I said earlier, working a second job. Maybe you're delivering food or you're driving an Uber, something that brings in income right away. The second one is online side hustles. So really anything you can do on your computer from anywhere in the world. So these are typically the most popular side hustles, like running a blog, for example. That's why you see so many people be interested in starting a blog and consider starting one. Uh, Small business side hustles, which I really think of as you're building a business in your spare time. So for me personally, as somebody who's a little bit more entrepreneurial, my ideal job would be to own my own business, but with debt and just the realities of life, you can't always just quit everything you're doing and start a business. So side hustles can allow you to kind of try out different business ideas in your spare time without the risk of not having that regular nine to five income. And then the last couple ones, self-employment side hustles. I know a lot of people who have skills where they prefer to be self-employed. It might not be necessarily a business idea, but they might want to design websites as a full-time job. So they could do that in their spare time. There's a lot of demand for you know web design, graphic design, things like that. So I kind of bucketed self-employment side hustles on their own. And finally, I think an important and often overlooked side hustle category would be your local side hustles. These are things like walking people's dogs and just really anything you do in your community. So you have to be physically present for most of these. But because of that, there actually is typically more of a need versus um let's say an online side hustle like freelance writing, because a lot of people like the idea of being able to work from anywhere in the world. So you might have a little bit more competition. Let's talk about some of the benefits of side hustles. Obviously, the, you know, the the downside is that it's going to be some work and time to devote to whatever you decide to do. But what are the benefits that you get from all of these different types of side hustles? Yeah, I think one thing that people don't realize is you do have to sacrifice to 
run a side hustle or uh, take part in side hustles. But there is a lot of upside that you don't think about. For example, one thing I did in my spare time a couple of years ago was some Excel freelancing. So during my nine to five job, I'm typically working in Excel half the day. So about 20 hours a week. And if you can have better Excel skills and be able to do things better, present data better, um, it can really help you in the finance and accounting track. So through some of my um, freelance work with Excel and Google spreadsheets, I gained some more skills that could be applied to my full-time job. And I think that if you can do a side hustle that helps with your full-time job or build skills that will benefit your full-time job, it's a win-win because you're getting paid to build skills that will help you with your job. A few other potential upsides, and there's a lot of them. One is to eventually start a new career. I know quite a few bloggers who they now basically freelance write full-time or they're able to make enough off freelance writing where the income's high enough and they can quit their full-time job. And some even, you know, double their income of what they were doing at their nine to five. And that's something that they didn't necessarily plan on doing, but through their blogging and then eventually freelance writing, they were able to get enough clients and basically quit their full-time job. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 
Yeah, and you mentioned something that I think is really interesting and and is kind of a surprising benefit of side hustles is that it does benefit not only your your day job. So it's kind of like you get this synergy between the day job and the side hustle. And in my experience, the more you do, the better you get at everything that you do, right? It's kind of like this accumulation of skills and experience that can sort of snowball. And then all of a sudden, this side hustle that's making you more money is also making you better at your job, which makes you perhaps more available for promotions or gives you more opportunities in your day job. And then that feeds on itself and, you know, you get better at the side hustle. So there's this synergy that works is really pretty cool. Um, And I think also, some of the obvious benefits of a side hustle is, you know, getting rid of debt. Like you said, the way you started in the beginning was to tackle student loans. So getting a handle on your your debt can give you a lot more confidence in your financial life and, and make you feel perhaps not so chained to your nine to five job. Um, a lot of people feel like they can never do other things because they've got this debt that's weighing them down. So if you can Lighten that burden with uh, with a side hustle that kind of frees you up sort of psychologically to, to even think about doing other things. Yeah, definitely. And when I made my first thousand dollars through side hustles and got a little bit more consistent income, I definitely, you know, felt a bit of relief because for us, it basically offsets our debt payments and then a little bit more than that as well. And just having just knowing that you can make money other ways that definitely can give you that psychological boost to maybe take more risks at your full-time job, maybe speak your mind a bit more. And honestly, it does make you a better employee if you have that confidence to speak up at work and not feel like you're going to be stuck at this job forever or that if you switch jobs, it would be the end of the world. Yeah. And I originally got into side hustles really as a way to become more entrepreneurial and diversify my income. And I originally learned about that from Robert Allen's book. It's called Multiple Streams of Income. And if you haven't read that book or not familiar with it, it's kind of a classic. It's a way to think about a variety of different types of income, very similar to your book, David. And I think your book even gives more sort of modern examples. But that book was kind of the first thing that sparked my mind and and started getting me thinking about how to diversify my income. And that gives you like a safety net, right? So you know that if you were to lose your nine to five job, which maybe is your major bread and butter, you know that you're going to be okay. You've got these side hustles to back you up. You've got multiple streams of income that are supporting you and can get you through a financial rough patch. Definitely. I think also having fun, you know, I think a lot of side hustles can be a, a really a way to explore new new skills, new topics, and they can really be a lot of fun. Maybe you meet people that you never would have met before, gives you new connections. Um, so I think those are some side benefits that I've seen from side hustles in my life. And I've done a bunch of different side hustles. I think um, I was in preparing for this interview, I was, th- was thinking about all the different side hustles that I've had. And there are a ton. I was listing them them out. And it really started in my teens when I think a lot of kids start out with these so-called side hustles, right? Maybe it's babysitting or tutoring. 
if you go back to those early years where you were just really trying to be scrappy and make money, you begin to think about all the ways you were making money as a teenager. And, you know, if you can carry that kind of scrappy mentality into adulthood, I think it can really serve you. Yeah, definitely. I have one friend in particular from high school. We're basically always trying to think of, you know, different ways we can make money online or, uh, yeah, really we were focused on online because we thought it was cool to potentially, you know, make a full-time income from your computer. So we always had website ideas and we test out a few of them. But yeah, if you can keep that mentality, because a lot of people lose that once you start your career and your full-time job and you don't really think about all the different ways that you could potentially start a little business here and there. So, David, what would you say to someone who's listening who says, well, side hustles sound great, but I don't have the time or the talent to start one? I'd say, first of all, as far as time is concerned, that obviously is a huge issue with this because you really need to manage your time appropriately. Um, Side hustles don't have to take a ton of time, but you do need to fit into your schedule. So for me, I start to use a calendar and I really stick to it and I try to basically plan time throughout the week where I can work on my blog and work on other side hustles. And if you actually schedule that time, I think you're a lot more likely to follow through with it. And just finding when you have the most energy. I know some other bloggers and freelance writers that I talk to, they do a lot of their writing in the morning. For me, I'm more of a night owl. So I prefer to kind of push some of that work towards later at night. But really, if you can just find anywhere from five to 10 hours a week that you can fit into your schedule, you probably can make a decent amount of extra money each month. Yeah. And if you're at a nine to five job, I think being very structured with your lunch hour can really be a productive time. You know, if you just say, I'm going to I'm going to take a full hour and I'm going to go into maybe a conference room or even leave the company, leave the location, go to a coffee shop or something and just really focus your time um, on, on a side hustle. You can get so much done in an hour. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a really great tip. And I I try to do that as much as possible. It's really easy to get distracted (laughs) during lunch if you're on your computer. But if you have specific tasks laid out, like, okay, I'm going to write this blog post or I'm going to send these emails. If you have it planned out, you're much more likely to use that hour to your advantage. Absolutely. And then what about somebody who, let's say they're in a nine to five job right now, and they're bored, like they've got extra time on their hands, what would you say is sort of a direction that they should go in to begin exploring side hustles? I think going back to your original question of people who don't know like what skills they have, I would say, really just think of, think of things that you enjoy doing and think of things that you do at work, potentially. For me, Um, a few years ago, I was really interested, like I said, in the Excel freelancing stuff. So that was just a natural thing for me to try out. And actually it all started when somebody reached out to me because they knew that I worked on that sort of stuff. And my first side hustle in that area was with his small business, just improving some of their financial spreadsheets, but really thinking outside the box, I think a lot of people don't realize So for me, with my blog, I outsource some of the Pinterest management. I think a lot of people don't realize that 
if you use social media, there's businesses that need people to manage their social media. So I'm sure there's a lot of listeners of your show who probably spend a decent amount of time on Pinterest or Twitter. And you can really turn that into a side hustle. And honestly, right now, the demand is so high that it's realistic to say that you could do that as a full-time job. So thinking outside the box, thinking about what you spend your time doing, um, what skills you have, how you could potentially benefit small businesses, I'd say that's a good starting point. So David, a lot of people try to get out of debt by cutting expenses and really just scaling back their lifestyle. Why do you think, in a lot of cases, getting a side hustle is a better option? Well, that kind of brings up, in my book, I talk about a pre-hustle checklist. I don't necessarily advocate just jumping into side hustles. I actually first say, you know, look at your income right now, your nine to five. Is there potential to move up and make more there? Because it might be easier to make, you know, an extra five or 10,000 a year at your full-time job than to try to make that on the side. And as far as expenses go, I do think that people should evaluate their expenses before starting a side hustle. If you can cut a couple hundred bucks a month out of your spending, that could be easier than starting a side hustle. Ultimately, though, I do think that a lot of people, especially those who have debt, you have fixed costs, you can't really cut your debt. So for me and my wife, when we are paying, you know, $1,000 a month on student loans, there's not really an option to, you know, cut back and not have that expense. It's always going to be there. So you can cut back to a certain degree, but I think it's a lot more empowering to increase your income, either looking into a higher paying job at your nine to five or looking into potential ways to make extra money outside of your nine to five. What are some of the most profitable side hustles that you've had? I think this can vary quite a bit from person to person. I mentioned freelance writing, and that can be a lot more profitable than people think. I know people who are making in the six figures freelance writing full-time. So doing it part-time, you can still make a pretty decent amount of money. And I think it really depends person to person. There's some bloggers out there who make a ton of money blogging, and there's others who make a modest income from it, but it's not insanely profitable. And actually, I think it might be best to think of this in terms of, I call it quick cash versus long tail side hustles. So the reason I talked about the quick cash side hustles in my book is because some people need the extra income right away. And that's going to be not necessarily the funnest side hustles. It might be delivering food or whatnot, like I mentioned earlier. But some of the longer tail side hustles, they don't necessarily bring in money right away, but they have potential to bring in a lot of money down the road. Um, for example, if you were creating an audio product in your spare time, you might not make any money right away. You might actually spend a few thousand dollars developing the product, creating a website, getting the product built but it does have potential to be very profitable because if it catches on, really all you have to do is keep getting them manufactured and sent out via Amazon, and you could potentially make a lot more money than you do at your nine to five. 
So it really, it really depends on the person, what situation you're in, and whether you want to pursue something that makes money right away that might not have as high of a ceiling, or if you have a bit more time to spend on it and really build a business or, um, like I said, a product that could potentially make you a lot of money and you may even be able to sell it, sell the business down the road for a lump sum of cash. And what about the least profitable? You touch in the book on when it might be time to get out of a side hustle. How do you know if you really are kind of going down the wrong path? Yeah, and I think that's kind of where the long tail side hustles come in. The quick cash, you kind of know what you're getting. Like if I'm going to work at a retail store on Saturdays, you're going to know how many hours you're working, how much you're going to make from that. It's pretty set in stone. but with some of the long tail side hustles and I keep going back to blogging, but I keep doing that because a lot of people I think have considered starting one and they hear about these people making money doing it and they want to do it. But that's a good example of one where you could spend a year working on a blog idea or some sort of content website or maybe a YouTube channel and you might not make a dime. And it's really tough to tell when to stop. But I think if you're getting frustrated with it, it's not fun, it's, it's a ton of work and you're, you don't really see yourself doing it longer term, I would say it's a good idea to consider quitting or maybe setting a timeline on it. Okay, I'll do this another six months and if I'm not seeing any sort of financial return, then I'm going to drop it. But I do typically encourage people if you're going after one of those longer term side hustles where you're not going to make money right away, give yourself at least, you know, six months or set a timeline on there. Don't quit right away because you might be just on the verge of breaking through and starting to make that consistent monthly income. David, tell the listeners where they can learn more about you. Sure. My blog is youngadultmoney.com. It's a personal finance site really focused on helping people make more, save more, and live better. And my book, Hustle Away Debts, available on Amazon. Terrific. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. To learn more about David, check out the notes for this show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 456 called How to Use Side Hustles to Pay Off Debt. And that's also where you'll find the full archive of podcasts that predate what's available in iTunes or any other audio app that you may be using, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify's mobile app. If you're getting value from Money Girl, I have a quick favor to ask. Please subscribe to the show and take a moment to submit a five-star review in iTunes. Your reviews really mean a lot to me. I read every one of them. They help the show stay visible, and it also helps new listeners find us and get the financial education they need to be successful. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. It's one thing falling in love with a house. Picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. 
Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.